If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 46 of Skiba News Nation, your weekly source of the latest news, controversial topics, conspiracies, forgotten history, and much more. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba, and today we're going to be talking about could King Charles be the Antichrist? Egypt almost supplied rockets to Russia. Trans silence. AI creates gods for every state in the U.S. Joe Rogan says privacy doesn't exist. They are infecting meat and veggies. Best UFO footage ever. USSR cosmonaut says we've never been to the moon. How atheists think Christianity started. An all new Opus Corner and for history, we're gonna be talking about proof Helen Keller was a fraud and how easy it is to make deep fakes. Memes and much more, so stay tuned. Now as always, I'd like to introduce my great and insightful co-host, Mr. Jake Grant. He's one of my closest friends, so welcome Jake. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, we've had some interesting family events happen. Uh, I'm, I'm learning what it takes to be a father all along. I won't go into details, but it had to do with a, a massive cleanup job today, and it was quite uh, atrocious. It was everywhere. If you ever seen uh, that that Dumb and Dumber movie oh, uh, where he had the chocolate bar in his pocket, yeah, yes. it was kind of like that. But it just it teaches me. What love actually is is when you know when you take care of somebody who really you know has made quite a mess and you care for them, you clean them up, 
and you say, we'll do better next time. <laughs> awesome. Dumb and Dumb er er actually. It's the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really funny. All right, man. Well, I know we got a great episode today. You ready to dive right in? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. All right, so we got a variety of news for you guys today. Uh, let's start it off with an important concept, right? Uh, in the blink of an eye, it could all be taken away. So be grateful always. And I think this is a great mindset to have no matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter what job you have, no matter how secure you think you are in your comforts, your lifestyle, how grateful you are for the things that the Most High has put into your life, right? It's so important to be mindful of that. And it's when we're mindful of the blessings that we have in our life, and sometimes undeservedly so, right? That's when uh, we kind of get a little bit more of the fear of the Almighty. And uh, and if you read the scriptures, that's the beginning of wisdom. Because just like it says here, in the blink of an eye, all of the blessings that you have could be gone. So hold on to your faith, hold on to your thankfulness and your family and, and be grateful. Uh, and that will help you push through no matter what's going on in the world today. I've shown this before, but it's a great reminder of what we do here at Skiba News Nation, right? Me trying to figure out what's going on in the world via memes since I refuse to watch the news. <laughs> and uh, Especially Fox we News. Gotta, especially Fox News and definitely not CNN or NBC or, you know, whatever. Uh, but the whole world just recently was watching uh, one particular news channel, it seemed like. That's the BBC. Uh, we had the big coronation of King Charles happen this previous weekend. And, uh, and here's a great reminder uh, to all the side chicks, there's always hope. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's you know, it, it's really interesting that the whole world's attention was on uh, the British monarchy and their crowning ceremony. Uh, and uh, I found this post on Facebook kind of interesting. I'm, I mean, it's always good to have kind of your uh, watchman hat on whenever major events like this happen. And, and with a, uh, a kind of a biblical background, our Christian understanding of the world, uh, people are always looking for possible antichrist-type figures to come onto the world stage. And somebody posted this really interesting breakdown in, in regards to Prince Charles becoming a king and his role on the world stage. And uh, it says this, um, The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea by Tim Cohen. It's a book and a YouTube that is startling, compelling, terrifying, and or a hoax. You decide. Tim Cohen wrote The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea, and feel free to look the book up on Amazon. It was first published on March 1st, 1998, and is 444 pages long. That's an interesting number. Mm -hmm. And try not to faint when you see it's priced at a whopping $999.99. Jeremiah, you, you, you ought to make your next book $1,000. <laughs> I don't know if anybody Hopefully would buy it. it. Montejuda writes, The Bible describes a future one-world government leader ruling for the last... 42 months of the end times 
The name, Prince Charles's name, equates to 666 both in English and in Hebrew. That's interesting. You know, the, mm-hmm. the mark of the beast, 666, number, name, calculation of the name of the Antichrist, right? Yep. Per many numerology experts, many others who have been suspected of being the Antichrist lacked this one caveat. So this is interesting. Prince Charles, King Charles, his name adds up to the number of the Antichrist, the beast, or whatever. Uh, Prince Charles got his power from the Red Dragon of Wales, just as the scripture predicts the Antichrist is the son of David. Charles can trace his lineage all the way back to David. Uh, He was coordinated on the Stone of Scone, which is the stone that was traced back to the time Jacob laid his head and had the vision in his dream and so that's one of the things that he sits down upon when they crown him and they trace back to a davidic lineage there however biblical scholars and many other experts are saying charles actually descended from the tribe of dan not david his coat of arms represents the symbols used to describe tac the antichrist in the bible the antichrist rejects the faith of his fathers It's interesting that Charles has changed one of his titles from defender of the faith to defender of faiths, plural. Hmm. Prince Charles is well-known supporter of the Green Reset, the Great Green Reset. He is also an advocate for depopulation, as he believes there are presently too many of us and we are harming the planet. The Antichrist is also referred to as the Lord of Perdition, meaning eternal damnation. Because he will kill more than anyone else who has ever walked the earth. I believe that if Charles is indeed the Antichrist, he will play a major role in exacerbating and facilitating the acceptance and implementation of a form of eco-fascism, which will see millions killed by either starvation, neglect, or outright slaughter in the name of Mother Earth. Mani Judah went on to write much later, Prince Charles... Prince Charles is the Antichrist and will rule for 42 months before the Messiah comes. The Queen's death and Charles' ascension to the throne usher in the end times. Charles will accelerate the Great Green Reset, which will lead to the death of millions across the world. The book presents the fascinating saga of the British monarch's centuries-long endeavor to establish a new world order and gives hard evidence to suggest the identity of Charles as the Antichrist. Everything I read has caused me to put Prince Charles, who will be crowned the King of England in May of this year, at the top of my list of suspects who might be the true Antichrist. Uh, And the post is uh, my own thoughts of uh, Chad here. Although I'm not prone to conspiracy theories, I first decided this was one of them. I first decided this was one of them. That, That is until I began to research answers to the many questions I had on this subject. Every dive I took was supported by biblical references, which included Hebrew support. Just a detailed explanation of the crest that has been designed especially for Charles when he becomes king is far beyond compelling when you read the meaning of each of its symbols. Add to that the well-established fact that he descended from the tribe of Dan, not from the tribe of David, which was originally thought this one tribe is excluded from the list of tribes in the book of Revelation 7. Who will be part of the 144,000 who will be witnesses for God during the end times? You don't have to take my word for any of this. You can check it out yourself. I don't write fantasy when it comes to subjects of great importance like this one. Although no one knows the true identity of the Antichrist, 
This book gives more compelling evidence that it is Charles, the Prince of Wales, than anything my husband and I have ever read before. It's very hard for us to see Prince Charles as a great manipulator who possesses such charisma, it's said, he will capture the attention and adoration of the world. We rolled our eyes at the mere suggestion. However, none of us know the extent of his power, nor how he will be perceived and accepted once he is the King of England. Um, and so, it was just a, a really, really interesting uh, kind of summation of the possibility that Prince Charles is the biblical Antichrist figure. And mm -hmm. I know over the years, I've heard many different theories. Obama's the Antichrist, or uh, oh, they've Trump's called everybody. The Antichrist, yeah, or, they called everybody or, the Antichrist. Uh, We're the Antichrist. Yeah. Gosh. I, I, and you never know until, you know, biblical prophecies 2020 in hindsight. Uh, you know, you can't ever really know when something is being fulfilled until you're like, oh, well, I guess this is it because he's literally doing the exact things that the scripture talks about. And, um, and so the reason I bring this up is, you know, he was crowned this past weekend and he was also, uh, you know, this is a big world event. Uh, and one thing that I find really interesting is Sierra and I, while we were watching some of the clips of the coronation, we, there was so many, so many religious symbologies and statements made in the ceremony. And we got this gist that, man, these people are saying these things, but it really feels like they're just putting on this show. Like they had people that were obviously not practicing Christians. Like for example, uh, uh, I think it was their prime minister or, or one of their high up government figures was reading this religious document for 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 the uh, for for the ceremony talking about Christ as king and and we should all submit to Christ and and Prince Charles you know he was given the gift from the the church there and the gift the greatest gift he was given was the holy scriptures and that of all things that they could give him, this is the most valuable. And you hear him claiming and promising, I will be a defender of the faith. I will protect Christianity and, and uphold the, the standards of the Bible. And, and we just were like, man, it really feels like they're just like lying through their teeth almost. Like, yep. uh, And then you see that he's changed his title to not defender of the faith, but defender of faiths. And, uh, and just the ecumenical aspect of that and how that would relate to the Antichrist is all very interesting. So yeah, that was the, the main gist I wanted to bring up regarding the coronation and, and uh, this post I saw about how he uh, his name adds up to 666, guys. What is, you know, interesting. Let's, you know, just, you know, pay attention to it. But mm -hmm. with that said, let's move on to uh, some other news here. Uh, we have recently New York becomes the first state to ban natural gas stoves and furnaces <laughs> in most new buildings. Uh, so currently we have this really heavy push for the great green reset. Uh, I mentioned that Charles is also very a big proponent of protecting Mother Earth and, and uh, you know, making sure that everybody uh, doesn't uh, pollute the world and whatnot. And yeah. I think it's just interesting that these type of things are being passed in the world today. And, um, 
that brings to mind this picture here. The most powerful governments in the world can't solve homelessness, but they can change the Earth's temperature if you pay more taxes. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of the mindset is they are attempting to geoengineer the Earth um, with chemtrails, and they're using you know, the green argument to control, to push towards the new world order agendas. Um, you have the topic of 15 minute cities we covered one week. Uh, this is something that's very prevalent. And when you see the hand in hand cooperation with the medical control that we saw in the last two years and the control they're implementing in the name of preserving and protecting the earth, it all points towards uh, those Georgia Guidestones rules and, and, and statements that mankind should be maintained at a much, much lower population than is currently alive, uh, that it should be kept in balance with nature. Uh, the, the statements, the Ten Commandments of the New World Order, right? And all of these people in these high up positions, such as Prince Charles and uh, Karl Schwab and all these globalists, they are all trying to push towards uh, the fulfillment of what we saw in those Georgia Guidestones, which just so happened to get destroyed. Oh, maybe it'll fade away into people's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to. That's what I'm starting to think that they did that on purpose. Like I, I thought it was just you know some some outlaw like you know we're gonna get them, and then now it's kind of like oh well all this stuff is kind of coming true, so they're trying to cover their tracks. Absolutely, I think that's what it makes me think of. And apparently there was supposed to be a time capsule underneath it, and they dug it up, and nobody found what <laughs> where they said there wasn't. So it makes me wonder, you know, what was happening here. It's also very interesting that the city or the county destroyed all evidence. Like there was still pillars standing and stuff. And instead of going in there and doing an investigation, they just instantly bulldozed the Georgia Guidestones over and hit it. And there's a concerted effort to control the minds and memories of mankind. And if they destroy the evidence, then... It's, it's only a little while until people stop talking about it yep. uh, and or or they could ban or make it censorable somebody posting that hey they warned us and told us they were planning to do all this crap to us and they're doing it to us right now and then they make that one of the reasons that you can be taken off the internet and then boom nobody's talking about it boom nobody remembers what they in their own statements promised they were going to make come to fruition if anybody so, has a piece of that, please send it send it to me. I would love to have it. <laughs> a little piece, a of, the piece of the Georgia guys. <laughs> yeah, because I got a big cool. I got a big piece of Waco, and I'm I'm gonna send it to you once I have it framed. But of the the pool that's left, we'll have to cover that in another episode as well. So. Oh yeah, yeah, we got some great footage out there. So the the attack on the minds of men, women, and children is heavy in today's world. Here's another headline here. Uh, in Utah, Pornhub cuts Utah's Utah residents' access to its site in protest of age verification law. And Pornhub <laughs> says 
the law that requires websites to verify users' ages with ID raises privacy concerns and puts children at risk. <laughs> I don't think Pornhub has any right to say that requiring somebody to verify their age would put children at risk. It's almost as if they're <laughs> pushing towards, oh, we want anybody to watch porn online and guys, uh, you know, speaking from somebody who has personally, you know, fought against this temptation and, you know, fa fallen and gotten back up, it's meant to destroy our minds, right? It is something that, uh, you know, as I've heard Owen Benjamin say, uh, stop watching porn and start replacing that time with watching conspiracy videos, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yep. But there's a, an active effort to destroy our our brain chemistry you know and also just the morality of society it's very hard to speak out against things when you're participating and consuming uh, pornography for example and uh and it's true guys um i know it's been true in my life that this is something that needs to be overcome you have to fight against this push uh of pornography because it really is a poison that is destroying our society and because of the degradation of our morality uh, because we're consuming you know the filth in private we go outside into our society and we're unwilling to speak up out against the crazy gross things that are being pushed in our culture as you step out into the world you see there is a sexual revolution being pushed on our culture the trans agenda the lgbtq plus 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 agenda and uh, one of the reasons it's hard for people to speak up and stand up against it is because secretly, you know, they're consuming uh, gross stuff on their own. How, how can they speak up against somebody who's being gross outwardly in public if they are gross inwardly, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm not trying to bash on anybody. It's a really hard temptation for people to overcome. And, uh, and I just say, you know, pick yourself back up and try to renew your mind, right, and start walking forward because it's a weapon that is being used against you guys. And uh, and that's just to encourage everyone because, I mean, it's not just guys that struggle with this. It's literally everyone. And, and talk about TV shows and movies. They, they <laughs> that's, that you know, the Game of Thrones show, I, I watched Game of Thrones and that show introduced the topic of sex position. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, sex. Let, let me say that spread out. Exposition mixed with sex, right? Sex position, not sex position. <laughs> uh, but um, it, it, and it kind of it normalized pornography in our media that we watch and entertain ourselves with. And so content has just gotten more and more progressively worse. And, and then they start to push the LGBTQ side of that. And then it just, it, it's all a rolling snowball down into the hill of destruction, right? Um, and so it's crazy uh, when we see things like this article. Um, uh, you know, there's definitely a link between trafficking and this topic. And so it's crazy that they're pushing back because, oh, it puts children at risk almost as if they don't want to protect children. They want to keep them open to this topic. So, all right. So that's enough on that. Uh, <laughs>
just an important reminder, right? Mm-hmm. Do more of what makes you happy? No. Do more of what makes you holy. And even so, even though we can trick ourselves into our own little pet sins that make us feel good or satisfy our curiosity or whatever, the way to overcome, the way to crush, right? The way to succeed and grow as an individual is to walk righteousness, right? It's That'd make a good t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of looks like a t-shirt, right? And and if it, it makes you holy, you should be happy, right? Exactly. I, I mean, if, if we seek after the Almighty and what He wants for our life, there's that scripture that says He gives us the desires of our hearts. And I always would interpret that as, oh, He gives us the desires of our hearts. That means I'm going to get a Lamborghini and a really hot girlfriend, I mean, you know, all this stuff. But the truth is, is when you seek, put him first, right? And you seek him with all your heart, then his desires become what the desires of your heart are. And so you look out into the world and you're like, see all these problems. You see all these agendas being pushed and you now desire to right the wrongs. And it's not about wanting the genie in the bottle to give you a wish. It's about finding your destiny. It's about fulfilling your purpose as mankind and, and, and not being this like blob of consumerism and just poisons and 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 just following the herd but being these mighty lions these mighty ferocious warriors of righteousness right <laughs> oh yeah there we go stand up for the things that really matter in this world and that's how we overcome the darkness. That's how we overcome the things that are going around us is we start with ourselves. And, you know, the, thank, thank God that he's got a lot of patience and mercy and he, he's just waiting for people to turn from their wicked ways and, and to go after what's right. And so uh, that brings us to our first video of today. Some leaked documents about how Egypt almost supplied rockets to Russia. It's pretty funny. Check this out. Hey, Egypt, can you make us 15,000 rockets? You got it. 40,000 rockets coming right up. That's not what we asked for. But yeah, yes, sure. What if you gave those rockets to Ukraine and not Russia? Okay. We gave you so much wheat, which helped stave off social unrest over rising food prices. True. And we're building your first nuclear power plant. Also true. And we just signed this deal to make trains together. So true. Go off. We'll keep giving you more than a billion dollars in military aid each year. Deal. <laughs> so... There's a lot of interesting documents coming out. Uh, I know the media is now hyper-focused on the person who leaked versus what was leaked, which is very unfortunate. Uh, but the truth is is that there's some truth coming out about what's going on in Ukraine, such as uh, U.S. troops, boots on ground type stuff, and, uh, and a lot of nefarious uh, deception, uh, misdirection that we've been hearing from our government regarding this topic and yet as the truth comes to light we find out that the whole thing was to uh, have Russia expend their military prowess fighting a proxy war in Ukraine and there's a whole lot of other things that are coming out about this but it's uh, you know the conspiracy theorists once again are saying I told you so right <laughs> and there's a reason that we have been so brainwashed as a culture to go 
Woohoo! I wave the blue and yellow flag. Yay! I, I support Ukraine. Everybody's Facebook page mm-hmm. for like months had I stand with Ukraine. Guys, this is how the American industrial complex functions and operates. They go to war and that's what pays the bills and that's what keeps the engine moving. And so uh, instead of withdrawing and letting a natural circumstance unfold uh, because one, they are trying to draw Ukraine into NATO and, and promising that, hey, yeah, we're going to be considering this, which was a conflict of uh, a prior treaty with Russia. Um, there was so many monetary laundering ty- type things going on in Ukraine. Uh, we find out there's so many connections with Biden uh, in Ukraine. What's recently so sad is uh, my grandfather, actually, he, he worked... He worked for the Navy for a while, and he wears his Navy veteran hat. And there's this ad going out uh, of a transgender Navy officer dressing in drag. And he's like, oh, Jake, I'm so shamed. I can't even wear my veteran hat anymore. Uh, And also in Ukraine, the same agendas are being pushed very heavily to where just recently they they passed a bunch of legislation protecting LGBTQ plus, you know, you know, all this kind of nonsense on that sexual revolution agenda. And so Ukrainian soldiers who are going, fighting, and dying in mass are being told, you did this for the gays. You did this for LGBTQ plus 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 rights. How proud of you are are you that you've died, you've got your sons of Ukraine have gone and died for our new world agendas, our wokeism right and yep. uh how demoralizing right when you consider uh you know men of how the family unit is being attacked and destroyed and on the russian side they're saying we're stopping the agendas that the west is trying to push in ukraine that destabilize the family that push immorality that push all of these things and uh and so if you think about it like the Ukrainian, any any righteous Ukrainian is going to be like, look, I, th- this is not a fight worth fighting. What am I fighting for? For some gays to be able to kiss in public, and you know, it's like a total uh, reverse of what's right is being called wrong, and what's wrong is being called right. And now the West is engaged in a proxy war through Ukraine for unrighteous things. Like that's mm-hmm. why we're so proud. We're helping Ukrainians fight is so that. They can pass more LGBTQ plus garbage, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a topsy turvy world, man. Really, really strange. Uh, but on the topic of brainwashing, uh, let's check out this next video, which uh, uh, it was a Tim Cast uh, interview debate with a liberal on the topic of abortion, and he just totally just shows how insanely brainwashed. Uh, that our culture has become on these topics. So check out this next video. You believe that the moment after the child is outside of the birth canal, that they are now endowed with human rights. Yes. Interesting. However, when they are inside of the mother, literally anything you do to them is acceptable because they're inside of the mother. Oh no, I don't think anything is acceptable, but I think the mother should still have the choice, ultimate uh, authority over what happens to her body. But there's a child inside of her body and not her. What about meth? In the the meth. Like, should she be allowed to do meth? Yeah. Good question. Good question. 
Uh, I think if someone is doing meth while they're pregnant, that it is completely acceptable for something like, uh... I don't know what the name of the service is in the United States. Child for, services? I guess child child services. would be... Oh, yeah. oh, it's her body, though. You've used my logic against me. <laughs> yeah, it's her body. If she wants to do meth, what's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's, she's intentionally trying to kill a child. Congratulations, you plagued yourself. <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. I love that. Oh man. Uh, so it's just an interesting breakdown of circular logic, right? And mm -hmm. um, I, I had to share that just because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but uh, here's this next video on uh, the inexcusable silence on the part of the majority in terms of the trans agenda that's being pushed on our culture today. Check this next video out. A lot of people just want to tolerate it and say this is fine. Tolerate it's... what? Tolerate what? Castration and double mastectomies for 13-year-olds? Well, yeah, no, seriously, just... oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's not tolerance. That's that's crossed the line. That is not tolerance. That That is, that is an inexcusable silence on the part of the majority, the vast majority, who knows this to be wrong in the deepest possible sense. Most of the bloody Nazi propaganda that led to the extermination policies at the beginning of World War II were predicated initially on compassion and tolerance. So this whole, we're being compassionate and tolerant. It's like, no, you're not. You're aiding and abetting the surgical mutilation of minors. That is not compassionate and it's not tolerant. And this topic is so prevalent in our culture today, pushing for transgender surgeries for young people mm -hmm. uh, and just the brainwashed nature of this is so telling of how our society, how our culture is crumbling and insanity is being given legislation protecting it while morality is being censored and condemned and guys here's a funny one uh i too was once a man trapped in a woman's body then i was born <laughs> <laughs> so, uh you know but the, the insanity of it's like this now that i've conquered women's swimming i believe my next endeavor will be the paraplegic games and who knows after that maybe the special olympics you know you can <laughs> identify as whatever you want because we're in topsy-turvy world and mm -hmm. uh and i think just the fact that trans men going into women's sports was allowed to happen imagine how demoralizing that has been for women who have fought for their rights and their their you know the, the uh the sports and the the jobs and all this stuff and then, and then men come back acting as women, and then they dominate them in their their sports and, and, so messed and up. that they they fought for like the women's lib movement and and standing up for women's rights, right? Well, the trans agenda is a inversion that challenges that to its very core, and it's crazy that the left, who has previously always been all about you know women's rights, women lib, right, that they support this kind of thing and uh it, it's just it, it's crazy to see this happening in the world today man um 
that brings us to uh, another topic, uh, very interesting. We shared an AI video last week of the statue of Nimrod and an AI-generated version of it, and we talked about how the statue is related to the the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast and the whole world has to worship. Uh, well, there is another AI video that came out recently, and it's AI's rendering of each state's little g god, right? And mm. uh, I thought it was really interesting how it depicted each state. And if you notice, if you look closely, you can see that all of them have six fingers, for the most part, on their hands. Uh, and yeah. it demonstrates kind of the culture of that state. And it made me think of that verse that talks about, we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers and dark places, you know, high places. Um, and so it makes me wonder, you know, are there spiritual entities that, you know, uh, rep like are represented in each state, principalities uh, in the spiritual realm? And could this be what they actually look like? Check this video out. King AI to create a god for every state. Texas. Just, uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll, it had it in two different parts. I don't know if it got all the way through all 50 states, but uh, you guys get the gist of it. It's really, it was really interesting how AI depicted these beings, and uh, they, they really do look like like big demons, you know. And yeah. they all have six fingers and six toes, and uh, it's interesting the the different looks of them. They they have the kind of the culture visually represented of each state and uh, that was interesting to me but i thought this kind of went along with what we shared last week of the ai generated golden idol mm -hmm. uh and it was just uh kind of eye-opening you know kind of <laughs> kind of interesting all right so moving on we have uh this next video and this is a a quick clip of joe rogan talking about tucker carlson and how privacy does not exist and the full access that the government has to everything you do. Uh, check this out. 
Did you see that Tucker Carlson said that the NSA got into his signal because he was about <clears throat> to have a conversation with Putin and the government called him up. And they're like, hey, we know you're setting up a conversation with Putin. He saw it through your signal app and he was like, what? I didn't even know they could do that. That's what he was saying. Had a conversation with Gavin DeBecker and he essentially said that through Pegasus software, he said Pegasus 1, you needed to click a link and that's how they got Bezos. But Pegasus 2, they just need your phone number. That's it. Oh, will you use an encryption? Oh, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty crazy just understanding how much access through the Patriot Act and, and various things like that, that the government has really its tendrils everywhere. And uh, you know, people wonder, you know, I, I wonder uh, when the, you know, the all seeing eye mark of the beast type thing will actually happen. You know, uh, let me check my phone here that I carry with me everywhere and use to pay and buy things and and look at everything and, and all the information that I see is censored and tailored for my particular mindset. You know, like it's, <laughs> let me just check real quick when, when, when that uh, thing's coming on the world stage on my thing that I carry on my person everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, it's crazy just the access that the government has on our lives. And when you understand that the agendas that the government is proposing and the people that are in those high places – and their belief set, it becomes very alarming. Uh, and just for like, like we talked about last week, how certain words are being labeled as terroristic, like scary words, like based and, mm -hmm. and such. Uh, these, these conservative terms that are being flagged, uh, it makes me wonder how many lists uh, that are coming up with of people that are totally buying the system those who are kind of in the gray area and those who are trying to step away from the system, how they're kind of probably taking notes uh, because they don't want anybody to stand up against the agendas that are coming on the world. And it's, uh, it's pretty crazy to think about their reach. Yep. All right. Here's a, uh, a very, very interesting video. Um, this is something that's going to be heavily censored on the back end. Uh, but it's the topic of the medical experiment that was pushed the last two years. mRNA technology is being put into meats and vegetables. Check this next video out. As if the mRNA injections weren't enough of a disaster with all the arms, the human arms they've put them in, now they're going to put them into the animals what do you think is going on here, Thomas Rand? Well, I mean, you know, they didn't kill enough with uh, the first round, so they need to keep going, I guess. Yeah, listen, this is unbelievable. And just so that you know, Owen, because I had a couple people respond to this, so, you know, well, I'm just going to eat veggies. That ain't going to help. It ain't going to help because they're doing it there, too. In fact, it's actually, it appears that it would be easier from a scientific perspective to get the gene therapy aspects of that mRNA gene into humans through engineered vegetables than for animals and here we go it's another exciting video at the off-grid homestead i'm in the outdoor kitchen some of you guys are new around here so i'll explain to you that we build an outdoor kitchen next to our log cabin and this is where we process all of our bounty we grow 90 percent of our own food with heirloom seeds <laughs> 
<sighs> and the only reason why we do that, you guys, is because we were just like you. And 14 years ago, we were sick and lethargic and our brains weren't functioning properly. And we just started trying to figure out for ourselves what the problem was. And as I've been trying to explain to you guys in the last couple videos, it's the food. The food in America is making you sick. Yesterday, I posted a video about the MNRA in lettuce and I noticed that videos were a couple years old some of you guys wanted to point that out and I was just explaining to you that this is already underway okay like they have a plan they're all sticking to it and you're watching it unfold right before your eyes you can't just ignore it and pretend that it's not existing because it is and we have the receipts and I keep presenting the receipts to you on the videos on the daily okay uh, so one thing Mark Twain said was it's easier to be fooled than it is to realize that you have been fooled. <laughs> Tom Renz is an attorney, right? And that's another thing I like to express to you all. Um, when I post the information that we're trying to find out and dissect and present for you, I do the best that I can to find reputable sources. I post a picture the other day in our community tab, and it was a picture from 2018 of a border crossing uh, extravaganza, because if you remember, in 2018, 2019, they were rushing the border as well, okay? But right now, we have a major border crisis, and some of y'all are trying to, you know, get caught up in the minutia instead of listening to what I'm saying, and you're trying to tell me that I'm posting old pictures or old video clips, and I am. And that's the point. I'm trying to show you that there's history. Okay. Now, Tom Renz has been the man on the case in Missouri. We've been trying to get HB116, uh, what's it called? HB116, I think it's 9. Yeah, HB1169. We've been trying to get that passed in Missouri. And all it is, it's very simple. It was like a two-page bill that we wanted to pass in Congress in Missouri. And the bill basically said that we just want informed consent. That if your product has gene therapy in it, and that it could possibly you know, affect my genes that we just want to know that it's in there so then we can make an, an informed decision as a consumer so we do not buy it if we do not want to, right? It's called informed consent. And we should, everyone should be rallying behind informed consent. So as I'm explaining to you, Tom Renz has been trying to get this bill passed. He got it all the way into the legislator in Missouri. And all the while he's trying to put out information about the about what it does and about you know all the information that he's finding out about it and that's one problem with censorship if you guys notice they put information out in this case it was you know positive information that they were trying to float out but they never revisit it they never come back and say man that information was bad okay there's lots of times you guys see hands up don't shoot that was all bogus none of it ever happened but there's a large portion of America right now that believe hands up, don't shoot, was for real. And the folks in Ferguson, they paid the piper for that lie because they definitely destroyed their whole neighborhood. Okay? And I know firsthand because my mom lived in Ferguson. <laughs> so don't leave any comments down below. I'm giving you guys facts. All right? So Tom Renz, I don't know if you can see it right there, 
But basically he was trying to warn people and let people know what was going on with the MNRA vaccine. And when he was doing that, he was getting security firewall objections. So people were trying to share his content and it was being blocked by the internet. Imagine that. <laughs> All right. So he's trying to get the information out before the vote. The information can't get out before the vote. People buy into the they think it's saving lives because they're not doing their homework or paying attention. <laughs> And here's where we are. Shannon Cooper from the Missouri Cattlemen's Association posted on his Twitter a celebratory message regarding HB 1169 being vetoed down by the bought and paid for Missouri representative yesterday. He was gracious enough to list the partners and give us names and of the organizations and one representative that he was working with to deny the people in Missouri informed consent. Okay, there's the post right there. I have it even better for you on the screen there. Good news, Mr. Shannon Cooper says, for Missouri farmers, not for Missouri consumers, but for Missouri farmers, the deceptive anti-ag bill HB 1169 failed four to 10 thanks to Missouri legislation reps who said no to this sham. Great to see bipartisan support for science and Missouri ag. There's no science involved here. Uh, this is what Tom Wren says. I encourage you to reach out to every one of them and let them know that you've lost, that they've lost your support and you are disappointed that, to discover that they are paid off by Big Pharma to poison the food supply and hide it from consumers. This is the list of the people that blocked the informed consent in Missouri. The Missouri Cattlemen's Association, MissouriCattle.com, Scott Fawn, MissouriTimes.com, Big Deal 31, Representative Diane or Dane Deal at Missouri Farm Bureau, Missouri Farm Bureau, www.mofb.org, the Missouri Corn and Missouri Corn uh, Group, right? You can get them at mocorn.org. Of course, they're going to go for it because they're all GMO. And that's where it all started, isn't it? If we think back with our logical minds, uh, this all started with genetically modified corn, uh, Monsanto. Remember all those seed stories where if it cross-pollinated, they were trying to take your farm from you? All of this stuff is not going to end well as long as we let it continue. Monsanto has ruined farming globally. And then they did it, and now to hide it from you, they've sold the company to Bayer. Now, go do your homework and go look up Bayer. <laughs> oh my goodness, man, y'all. Come on. Go look up Bayer. I dare you. Missouri Soybean, MOSoy.org, of course, because they're big pharma, big GMO scam. And Missouri Chamber, MOChamber.com. Remember that this bill was only asking for informed consent. If a product has the potential to modify our genes, we simply asked for it to be labeled with both the risks and benefits. We need to reach out to Mr. Cooper and ask him if he can share the benefits our families get from ingesting mRNA through his cattle. Unfortunately, during his testimony, he started out by saying... This is a quote from Mr. Cooper, who helped vote down this in Missouri. I'm not a doctor. I have flunked out. I've been kicked out or dropped out of every major institution of every higher education in the state of Missouri, which I guess means 
He's the last person to ask about the risks and benefits of the mRNA. He then finishes his testimony with, this past week, when most of you were on spring break in Florida enjoying the sun, I sold a load of cattle that I sold had been double with that had this mRNA technology, gene therapy, which I don't know anything about other than I Googled it a while ago. I might want to read that one more time to you so you can let that sink in. The Cattlemen's Association representative who just got voted down and, and used misinformation, okay, said this past week when most of you were on spring break in Florida enjoying the sun, he's taking a jab there at you, by the way, in case you didn't pick that up. I sold a load of cattle. That load of cattle that I sold had been double with that have this mRNA in it, which I know don't know anything about other than I Googled it a while ago. Mr. Renz goes on to respond, Mr. Cooper, I've spent over 10,000 hours researching COVID and the mRNA and I have consulted with the top scientists and doctors in the field nonstop over the past three years. I suggest you read my substacks and the list is countless studies and evidence regarding the dangers of this bioengineered technology. Furthermore, I encourage you to reach out to Dr. Peter, Mr. McCullough, Dr. Terry, Tenpenny, Dr. Joe McCullough, and countless other experts who have been totally silenced, I might add, and brought all the receipts, you guys. That's why we've been against this from the very beginning. To understand why the mRNA are unlike any other and have increased death by 20%, stay tuned for tomorrow's video, since their rollout. It is criminal to insert any medicine into our food supply without informing the consumer, and we are asking for this informed consent. There's more and more that goes on into the article. I'm going to leave the links down for you guys below. And I just want you to do your homework. Okay, this is not scare tactics. <laughs> I don't post anything for views or clicks. All right, honestly. I'm posting this information to help inform you guys about what's going on. The chicken has come home to roost. Okay, don't you guys remember that? I'm going to fundamentally change America. The stories have been told to you face to face about Bill Gates. Most of you understand that the was all a lie and garbage and it's killing people. In the next video, I'm going to have all the receipts. I always bring the receipts. All right. Now, hopefully you guys share this information because Tom, I think, is going to other states and he's trying to get it passed in other states. So the more people that hear this information and understand that our food supply is under attack, the more we can have a collective voice and speak out against it and they can understand that we're very serious about it. Control the food, control the people. And in this case, you are what you eat. And that's why they're putting it in the food. As you digest food, it goes through your gut, it breaks apart, and then attaches to your cell walls, 
and your whole body in general. That's how it works. And that's why they're doing it. That's uh, off-grid with Doug and Stacy's Doug. And pretty alarming, man, to find out mm -hmm. that this is an active push. And I remember sharing this in a video uh, a few weeks ago on one of our segments. The topic that they have figured out how to insert into plant material this technology, this uh, genetic engineering uh, technology, and it's uh, it's pretty crazy. And, and now the topic is whether we will be able to know what we're eating has it or not. Mm. And there's lobbyists that are being paid off to keep this from breaking to the public so that a larger voice cannot respond in time. And it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. Uh, here's basically what this makes me think of. Uh, there will come a time when only those who know how to plant will be eating. Or you're going to be eating what they give you. And unfortunately, it might have long-lasting genetic consequences. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, we had a video banned and strike our count. For a video we shared of, of a video from 2012 of your dad warning of this very topic. And it's so crazy that you can tell that there's something nefarious. There's something evil behind this agenda and what's happening regarding this topic. Just based on how much of an effort there is to hide a dissenting voice. And now that it's entering into our food supply. I know for years people have been warning about GMO products. And, and it's probably not very good for us to be eating GMO, but now we have genetic MO, right? This same topic, and I, I'm, this is all going to have to be very heavily censored in post, but uh, this is also something that's coming to light here. Uh, are you aware that Chelsea Clinton has declared that redacted children in America must be forced to take the with or without parental consent? Chelsea, via the Clinton Health Access Initiative, CHAI, along with the World Health Organization, the WHO, UNICEF, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, says she hopes to force redacted children via a new initiative called the Big Catch-Up. The Big Catch-Up will last 18 months and, according to Bill Clinton's daughter, aims to become the largest childhood effort ever wow. children's health defense.org reports clinton who serves as vice chair of chai last week presented the initiatives at fortune's brainstorms health conference in marina del rey california according to fortune citing data from the centers for disease control and prevention the cdc less than 70 percent of children in the u.s under age two were considered fully right Yep. H having to receive full sets of shots or diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, polio, measles, and other disease common before the V era during 2022-2021. The CDC also the CDC data also shows that only 10% of children between ages 6 months and 4 years have received at least one redacted dose as of December 31st, 2022. During her presentation at Fortune's Brainstorm Health Conference, Clinton described the rise in hesitancy and growing rejection of redacted 
hesitancy as unfortunate, adding that she had tempered her words. No one should die of polio, measles, or pneumonia, including this, including in this country where we also need people to <laughs> their kids. Guys, uh, if you, when you see her connections with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the WHO and all these different things, it's like, get ready because what are they going to what are you going to do when they're at the door saying we're going to take your kids unless you participate in this next round of uh gene therapy right and that's is what's going to put people's feet to the fire are you going to give in or are you going to stand up for your liberty and your bodily autonomy and uh that's a really tough question to ask yeah i mean that's that's why the second amendment's so great if it comes down to that you know here in the state of Texas, we're constitutional carry, so ain't nobody gonna get to me, you know. Yeah, it, it's a, uh, it, it's it's crazy when you think about just uh, the element of coercion and push Sickness. that Big Pharma has had on our government, uh, and how these policies are setting the precedents for for years to come, and who knows what diabolical schemes are going to come down the chute uh if we continue to allow their mandates and their decisions to influence how we uh, behave in public what job we're allowed to participate in or not if we don't participate in their therapies it's crazy to think about but with that said uh let's show this next video uh and this is the best ufo footage ever very interesting clip. Ooh. Check this out. Did you see the most recent one? There was a woman who was a model who was on a plane. Did you see that, Jamie? It just got released today. She got what they're calling some of the most compelling UFO video ever. She's flying in a plane in this silver thing. They freeze-framed it. It looks like a flying disc. A model saw this? A model. She's just in a plane and filming out the window. And they had seen this thing, apparently, and she's trying to film it, and it shoots by the plane. Whoa. Let's let's watch it one more time because I know you guys are probably going to rewind it. This is apparently the best UFO footage that has ever been taken, and and it just recently came out. So it is makes me a little. It does make me a little suspicious just the fact that she was a model. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of makes me think of actor. You know, but uh, check out this clip one more time. I, I think it's very very interesting. Did you see the most recent one? There was a woman who was a model who was on a plane. Did you see that, Jamie? It just got released today. She got what they're calling some of the most compelling UFO video ever. She's flying in a plane in this silver thing. They freeze-framed it. It looks like a flying disc. A model saw this? A model. She's just in a plane and filming out the window. And they had seen this thing, apparently, and she's trying to film it, and it Whoa. shoots by the plane. Wow, that looks like a UFO to me. What do you think? I think so too. Either that or some really <laughs> good CGI. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Very, very interesting. You know, to see something like that coming to the light of day, especially considering the the agendas that have uh, come out since around 2019, when a lot of disclosure was happening on the UFO topic. But uh, with that said, let's get into the interesting topic of space. So. I am under the impression that anything we see in the UFO realm is either spiritual, demonic, 
kind of like you know fallen angels or or something like that i don't believe they're extraterrestrial i believe they are terrestrial i believe they are from earth whether it's hyper advanced technology that nobody knows about and it's just they're flying around or if it's some kind of spiritual entity that we're able to capture on camera uh that brings the topic the space programs and recently russian cosmonauts are coming out questioning if anybody's ever actually been to the moon check out this uh posted may 7th no proof u.s landed on moon an ex-russian space boss said dmitry rogozin says that while many in roscosmos defended washington's version of events right Mm-hmm. No one could produce irrefutable proof that the U.S. actually went to the moon. And, uh, of course, we have uh, a lot of great research that's been done in the F- FE community calling out the bogus nature of some of the footage and just the fact that the technology that brought us to the moon has been destroyed and, and somehow the president had a phone call with very little latency directly with the astronauts on a landline you know supposedly speaking to nasa and nasa having <laughs> that conversation beamed to them directly uh 288,000 miles or whatever from the moon uh or just the lunar landers absurdity and how strange it looks how silly the whole thing looks on video and uh you know the whole topic of uh i forget his name he is the producer of the shining Oh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Stanley Kubrick and some of the interesting signs that he has contained in his films uh, that reveal that he was hired to uh, to oh, yeah. fake the moon landing pretty much. Um, or a funny thing happened on the Way to the Moon documentary that shows the interesting clip of them staging a globular video of the moon by blacking out the interior of the spacecraft and showing the picture of the earth in the little porthole making it look like they're in space looking at the globe far off but they're actually much closer to the earth looking at it from a porthole and then discussing the the element of setting up the the visuals for that to uh, deceive people i don't know but it, it it is interesting and uh here's uh owen benjamin is caught up on this as well uh the former head of Russia's Roscosmos Space Agency, Dmitry Rogozin, has expressed doubt that the U.S. Apollo 11 mission really landed on the moon in 1969, saying that he has yet to see conclusive proof. In his post on his Telegram channel on Sunday, Rogozin said he began his personal quest for the truth about 10 years ago when he was still working in the Russian government, and that he grew skeptical about whether the Americans had actually set foot on the moon when he compared how exhausted Soviet cosmonauts looked upon returning from their flights and how seemingly unaffected the Apollo 11 crew was by contrast. Uh, Ragazin said he sent requests for evidence to Roscosmos at the time, and all he received in response was a book featuring Soviet cosmonauts Aleski Linov's account of how he talked to the American astronauts and how they told him they had been on the moon. And, uh, oh man, just so crazy to think about uh, did, have we really been to the moon, guys? Well, uh, if you question the narrative and you see all the agendas that the space programs have pushed, uh, the biggest of one being uh, the planetary evolutionary despair of just being 
gook on a floating rock in space that has no purpose meaning uh you know the secular humanist kind of perspective uh but you know there are so many questions to this topic wow look at those thousands of satellites in the sky said nobody ever right <laughs> well apparently they're up there at least that's what we've been told we've been told we seen uh, we've been told we see images of the earth well that's what they are composite images from low orbiting satellites are satellites even a thing i mean we've covered the topic of hot air balloon satellites for example and uh this is all really makes you scratch the head which uh was is greatly summed up in this next video we haven't been to space the ussr cosmonaut igor volk has also confirmed this check this out now this same person is the one who originally sent this interview of the former cosmonaut from the soviet union named igor volk igor volk died in 2017 in bulgaria several years after this interview that was conducted in 2014 Let's watch my old video. But now we have a Soviet cosmonaut who has said that we have never been to space. This cosmonaut's name is Igor Petrovich Volk. Mr. Volk even received the medal of the hero of the Soviet Union. I have included the translation of the interview, which you can verify by clicking on the CC button on YouTube. Now, please watch the interview. <laughs> Поредната хипотеза, над която ще се наложи заедно с зрителите на въпрос на гледна точка да размишляваме дълго. Това е добре, когато хората мислят. Това ми харесва. Игор Петрович, благодаря ви за участието в въпрос на гледна точка. Моля. Ви имаме актуален космонат висоблоуър who said that we have never been to space. After I published that original video, we heard every sort of excuse from the propagandists. I wish I still had that old channel that was terminated by YouTube because the excuses in the comments section were comical. Some tried to claim that it was mistranslated, but others came out and said that the translation was correct. The propagandists pretty much settled on the claim that Igor Volk was joking. And that's why this next interview is so important. The interviewer of cosmonaut Igor Volk back in 2014 was Stoicho Kirev. But this time, Stoicho Kirev, who is on the right, is being interviewed by the YouTuber Martin Karbovsky. These two men are well respected in Bulgaria. Now, this interview is only six days old. That means that this interview was nine years after Stoicho Kirov interviewed Igor Volk. Let's watch a portion of this new interview. Не знам, братко, Кавка е казал, този свят не е толкова лош, защото е много лош, а защото е единствен. Къде ходим? О, колко. Колко. 
колко освен, че хубаво и вярно. Ами, знаеш ли, за съжаление, Илон Мъск не е открил света, на който да отидем. И май няма да го открие скоро. И май нашия свят... Ще мина директно на конспирациите, няма да се водя по тук, по този план. Той е твърде любезен. Не дей. Бяха ли те на Луната? Бяха чушки на Луната. Аз ще ви кажа нещо, което мога да, да, изложи, да ме изложи. Нали. Гледах няколко десетки популярни филма, научно-популярни филма, документални, и вече съм абсолютно убеден, че никой не е ходил до там и американците са перфектни в една източителна измисица. Ами аз правя документални филми. И ако трябва да покривам несъответствия, те непрекъсто изкачат несъответствия, аз знам, че няма да мога да ги покрия, особено за такъв голям мащаб, особено за по-дълго време. Минаха 50 години, минаха 65 години, беше. По-малко ли са? 50, 50. 50. И в един момент разбираш, че ние нямаме технологията да отидем до там. И в момента. Аз не се шегувам. Може да ме обиждате, може да си мислите, че аз се нали, поудявам. Но седнах, мислих, гледах и по време така седях и, и казах на един човек до мене. Абе, те май не са ходили там. Седя и мислих. А винаги съм вярвал. Има и нещо друго, само така. Да. След това руснаците казаха, че и те са били. После руснаците замълчах. Кой е бил всъщност на Луната от Руснаците? Никой не е бил. Мой гост беше един от най-великите космонавти на Съветския съюз, Игор Волк. Да. Игор Волк остана в България, той за съжаление и почина в България, няколко години след гостуването ми. Той остана в България седмица, че и повече, в което време бях с него и съм много признателен за това. Това е космонавта, който е а, хм, може би с най-странна съдба. Този човек е изпитал всички видове самолети, произведени в света. Този човек в частен разговор ми каза, ние в космоса не сме летяли. Обикаляме тук на около горните Нали? Да. А в космоса? А Луната е в космоса. Да. И само това отговаря на този въпрос, над който и ти разсъждаваш. Ама и ти казват, по това е начин. А, Марто, необходимо ли е някой да ти каже нещо да, директно, при положение, че дава ключа ако... за... На повечето хора има необходимо. А, така ли? Руски космонав да каже, ние не сме стъпвали на Луната. И да ми го каже при положение, че знае, че утре аз ще го изцепя в ефир. Единственото доказателство, което се опитаха да направят, да направят Midbusters, беше, че пращаха лъч лазерен до Луната и той се върна, защото американците сложи и там някакви огледала. Дрън, дрън, тъпляс. This confirms that former Soviet Union cosmonaut Игор Волк was not joking. No one has been to the moon. No one has been to space. We have all been lied to big time. Please share this information everywhere. Wow. What do you think about that? Uh, I have a lot of thoughts, but I don't know what to think at the same time. I think it's pretty convincing. It, it, it's interesting that we have this anti-red russia propaganda because of the ukrainian conflict and at the same time you have these figures coming out from cosmonauts that are 
claiming we've never actually been to space, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, are these people going to be the reason that somebody sharing this information could be painted as, uh, oh, you're siding with the Reds. You know, you're, you're a dangerous individual because you're sharing this propaganda that they're questioning. And, and as the world enters into this tumultuous time of, of possibly World War III, right, and, and this proxy war between the West and Russia, and then the Russians are actually speaking true things like such as calling out the wokeism agendas and the anti-family agendas that are being pushed in Ukraine and uh, and, and, and the, the morality breakdown that is being pushed by the New World Order types, that anybody who sides or agrees with those concepts, whether they're pro-Russia or not, will be painted as, oh, you're a dangerous anti-establishment terroristic type, right? Yep. And... Uh, man it's it's just crazy what what do you think about that opa because i mean it's it's your generation that uh went to the moon and um it, it was really it's such a a focal point of so many people's uh, patriotism and you know the 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 boomer generation's grit of we we did it we went to the moon with nothing more than the technology of a calculator duct taped to a bunch of rockets right and they made it and and it's such a hard pill to swallow to consider that it might not have happened because so many fond memories of people uh, growing up were sitting at that television seeing the footage of the, the astronauts bouncing around. Well, if they didn't go, how, how reality shattering could that be? Because so much of our identity in the United States, at least, has been based around of, oh, we're the greatest country in the world that went to the moon first. Well, I uh, obviously I watched the the uh, liftoffs. I, I listened to and watched all of the uh, communications. As a matter of fact, I even uh, sent off for all of the transcripts for the communication between uh, Houston and the astronauts so that I have had books with uh, all of the conversations that were going on, even on the moon. And, uh, you know, I, they did such a good job, I guess, that, I, you know, I was sold. And it's hard for me as an old fogey to, you know, really grasp whether or not what I saw as a kid and got all of these books and watched all of this stuff on TV was all faked. And uh, because it just, it, it was something hard to fathom. But, you know, now looking at it and looking, well, I was going to say the other thing is, is that now I, I think about what kind of technology do we have back then could they really fake it back then in the 60s uh, with all the technology they had then? I mean, cameras weren't anything like we have today. Uh, communication isn't anything like we have today and what have you. Uh, but the more I think about it and the more I look at it, it it's possible. It's very, very possible. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, who can really know what actually has been done? But when you see cosmonauts for example uh it, it it makes me think of that topic where i was sharing how you know 
people are going to be suspicious of you if you are siding with these Russian cosmonauts that are mm-hmm. saying we never did this. And it makes me think of the whole Red Scare topic, you know, and I wanted to ask you about that topic. As we see this turmoil happening because of Ukraine and America and, and Russia, uh, do you do you see another Red Scare kind of witch hunt type uh, culture coming to the West? Yeah, uh, I do. Um, but I think that what I see right now is something that's kind of like a repeat in history back in the 30s and the 40s uh, with one country and one leader deciding that he wants to grow and make more living room. And uh, that's concerning to me because I didn't have to live through it, but my parents did. And, And I know what toll it took on my parents and so what i see today is is very similar to what occurred back in the 30s and 40s well well uh to end us off i had one one more funny video uh because of the secular humanist perspective of our culture right now as people are being convinced that uh, there is no God or that evolution is the way that we've come to be and that Christianity and and faith is all bogus and just made up by men and there's no intelligent people that are actually practicing those belief sets. Uh, I wanted to show a video of uh, atheists' perspective of how Christianity was started. Let's check this out. I need 100% participation for this to work. Yeah, everyone's here. All 12, 11, 11 of us. Well, what's the plan? Well, as you know, Jesus is dead. But stick with me, stick with me, okay? Stick with me. I have a plan. We are going to steal his body. Okay, okay, I'm tracking with you. What's next? And then, we're going to tell the whole world that you rose from the dead. Oh, oh you know I'm in. I love it already. <laughs> all right, classic, classic. Then what? And then we're all going to get brutally murdered. Oh! Oh, wait, wait, wait. Come again, come again. Could you go over that last part real, real quick? Oh, what? We get murdered. What's the problem? Uh. I like it. I like it. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, Pete. I love me a good hoax as much as the next guy, right? Right? Uh, oh, what's in it for us? Do we all get riches, fame, and fortune first, right? No, no, get this. You're going to be hated, hated. persecuted, and reviled for the rest of your life! Oh! Oh! Okay, guys, I'll get found. So I thought that was a hilarious uh, take on what people actually say that look at Christianity. They're like, oh, it was just a big scam. They're just trying to deceive people. Well, people don't go to the stake holding on to a truth that was just a big scam or a lie. I mean, people aren't brutally murdered and martyred uh, for a lie. 
and that's what happened with uh, the early days of Christianity as persecution and uh, things happened and they were holding on to this cohesive truth that Christ rose from the dead and promised to come again and uh, and that's why Christianity grew at the rate it did is because people took this truth and they held on to it with their life and to the death they believed uh, and shared that truth and it, it makes me think about today's world and um, there's a, a passage in second Thessalonians that talk about those who did not receive a, a love for the truth bought a lie and were damned because and are damned because of it and so whenever we look at you know that's a funny example of early christianity of what atheists i guess believe is oh these guys they lied to everybody they tricked everybody and then they pretty much burnt you know went to the grave tortured and persecuted holding on to that lie um well in today's world you know how much more should that be an inspiration for us that it's actually true you know this walk of faith that has been passed down through the ages and while we've inherited a lot of doctrines and traditions of men if we can weed out that and start walking you know trusting in the most high and, and figuring out uh really what he wants from us according to the scriptures then as all these other deceptions all these other lies come onto the scene uh we should be brave uh because you know there's hard times that are promised tribulation is promised but uh, there's more promised on the other side of all that to those who hold strong and finish the good race and, uh, and, and, and don't cave, don't, don't cuck to the system and don't fold when it comes to standing strong for truth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's why we talk about all the things we talk about. And, and that was something that was super, super important for your dad, Jeremiah. And, and that's what we're doing here with our Skiba news nation broadcast. So that's all the news for today, man. All right, man. Thank you for another great current news, as always. I mean, you're the best. Uh, now, a word from our good friend, JJ. Now, a word from our sponsor. Now, personally, I've tried every CBD product on the market to help me manage my pain. I have degenerative disc disease, and nothing has ever helped me until I tried JJ's Natural CBD Rub. So when I found out that we had the opportunity to work together, I was so excited that I could share this amazing product with you guys here on Skiba News Nation. So if you want to manage your pain like I did, text CBD to 920-382-7720 for an exclusive $50 off a 3-pack special. Also, check out all the testimonials on their website, jjcbdrub.com. Get pain relief like I did by getting yourself some JJ's Natural CBD Rub today. Check out more info down in the description below. Thank you, JJ. You're the best. And uh, now I think it's about that time for an all-new Opus Corner. Take it away, Opa. The following presentation may contain too many cat jokes. Viewer discretion is advised. This presentation is rated CJ, Cat Jokes. Parental guidance suggested. <laughs>
Well, it's time for another Opa's Corner. So, let's get yodeling. Wife texts husband on a cold winter morning. Windows frozen, won't open. Husband texts back. Gently pour some lukewarm water over it and then gently tap the edges with a hammer. Wife texts back 10 minutes later. Computer really messed up now. A London lawyer runs a stop sign and gets pulled over by an Irish cop. He thinks that he's smarter than the cop because he's a lawyer from London and is certain that he has a better education than any Irish cop. He decides to prove this to himself and have some fun at the Irish cop's expense. The Irish cop says, License and registration, please. For what? Ye didn't come to a complete stop at the stop sign. I slowed down and no one was coming. Ye still didn't come to a complete stop. License and registration, please. What's the difference? The difference is you have to come to a complete stop. That's the law. License and registration, please. If you can show me the legal difference between slow down and stop, I'll give you my license and registration and you give me the ticket. If not, let me go and don't give me the ticket. Sounds fair. Exit your vehicle, sir. The London lawyer exits his vehicle. The Irish cop takes out his baton and starts beating the living crap out of the lawyer and says, Do you want me to stop or just slow down? <laughs> a man and his family walk into a bar. Inside of the bar, the man's youngest child sees a Native American sitting under a sign stating, World's Longest Memory. The child walks up to the sign and decides to test if this sign is true. The child asks, What did you have for breakfast 30 years ago? The Native American replies, Eggs. The child says the Native American could have just made that up and then leaves the bar. Years later, when the child returns back with his own family, he sees the same Native American at the bar. Walking up to the man, he gives the Native American a stereotypical how. Oh. The Native American replies, scrambled. <laughs> An old man crashed his car into a very expensive automobile. The owner of the expensive automobile jumps out and confronts the old man and says, Give me $10,000 cash or I'll beat you to a pulp. The old man replies, Whoa, wait, buddy. I don't have that much money, but let me call my son. He trains dolphins. The old man dials his son. As he's about to speak, the owner of the expensive car yanks the phone out of his hand and says, So, 
You trained dolphins. Well, your old man just hit and damaged my car. You bring me $10,000 or I'm going to beat the heck out of him and you. The son answers, okay, give me 15 minutes and I'll be there. In exactly 15 minutes, the son pulls up in a Jeep. 10 men jump out and beat the holy crap out of the expensive car owner. Meanwhile, the son walks over to his father and says, Dad, I train Navy SEALs, not dolphins. <laughs> Pastor interrupts Sermon to ask three men in the front row, What would you want your loved ones to say as they are looking down at you in your coffin? Tom that I was a good husband and father. Bill, that I lived a good life of kindness to others. Dan, look, he's moving. <laughs> a guy asks a girl in the library, do you mind if I sit beside you? The girl answered with a loud voice, I don't want to spend the night with you. All the students in the library started staring at the guy, and he was embarrassed. After a couple of minutes, the girl walked quietly to the guy's table, and she told him, I study psychology, and I know what a man is thinking. I guess you were embarrassed, right? The guy responded with a loud voice, $200 for one night? That's too much! and all of the people in the library looked at the girl in shock and the guy whispered in her ear, I study law and I know how to make somebody feel guilty. <laughs> Teacher, how old is your father? Kid, he's six years. What? How is that possible? Kid, he became a father only when I was born. <laughs> Teacher, Marie, go to the map and find North America. Marie, here it is. Teacher, correct. Now class, who discovered America? Class, Maria. <laughs> Teacher, Glenn, how do you spell crocodile? Glenn, K-R-O-K-O-D-I-A-L. Teacher, no, that's wrong. Glenn, maybe it is wrong, but you asked me how I spell it. <laughs> Teacher, Donald, what is the chemical formula for water? Donald, H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O. Teacher, what are you talking about? Donald, yesterday you said it's H2O. <laughs> Teacher, Clyde, your composition on my dog is exactly the same as your brother's. Did you copy his? Clyde, no, it's the same dog. <laughs> Teacher, Harold, what do you call a person 
who keeps on talking when people are no longer interested. Harold, a teacher. <laughs> and now for the funnies. And here is a spacious one bedroom, one hydrant. <laughs> Already concerned, Ernie watched in horror as one more elephant tried to squeeze on. Capacity 50,000 pounds. <laughs> Jim receives a note under the door and is intrigued. Especially because it's the closet door. <laughs> Would you like your receipt crumpled into a little ball so that you can bat it around? Ah, that would be great! <laughs> Autocorrect. I should have taken that last turn on 3rd Street. Should have, Dave. Should have. <laughs> uh oh, Lenny, it's the slime lord. <laughs> Working from home is tough. I have to coordinate a desktop, a laptop, and a handheld. <laughs> Kafer, 92.7 FM. Today, my guest is the author of the new memoir, Mistakes Were Made, Six Hours Wedged Between the Couch and the End Table. <laughs> Open the gate. It's a big wiener dog. <laughs> Snoopy scores a hit on the Red LeBaron. <laughs> On the longest hour of his life, Morty takes the dare of his sloth buddies and crosses the Autobahn. <laughs> In what was destined to be a short-lived spectacle, a chicken suspended by a balloon floated through the samurai bar's doorway. <laughs> we can't go this way either, Simmons. See those lines? It's the international cartoon symbol for glass. He's got us good, the dirty bugger. <laughs> okay, now you can date my daughter. I started a remodeling business, and I need a partner who can do demolition. <laughs> I love our smart luggage. If the airline loses it, it buys a ticket and flies back to us. Oops. <laughs> Cat 
in training. Whoa, whoa! Knock over the mug, not the coffee pot. You're a lovable jerk, Dave, not a barbarian. <laughs> and remember, ask not what your anthill can do for you, but what you can do for your anthill. <laughs> Oh, what a cute little Siamese. Is he friendly? <laughs> Hang on, I'm changing. <laughs> Welcome back, I missed you. Yes, it's good to see you again too. But all I did was go to the mailbox. <laughs> Cafe du Ant Eatery. Hmm, are the red ants right off the hill? <laughs> one sheep, two sheep. One bar, two bar. Ah. <laughs> Now, I want you all to know this cat is not from the market. Rusty caught it himself. <laughs> Maybe we left it on too long. <laughs> oh, wow. I love your work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Neil Armstrong's dog, July 21st, 1969. What nerve! He went for a walk without me! <laughs> He'll be right back. <laughs> You've been offered a role as a husband who's been married for 30 years. I was hoping for a speaking part. <laughs> now, there's one less conspiracy theorist in the world. Or is there? <laughs> and that concludes Opa's Corner for this week. Mein Hut, der hat drei Ecken, drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Opa, thank you for another great Opus Corner, as always. Everybody loves them. And the cat thing is awesome. I, I love the new intro music, too. I heard somebody say in the yeah, live chat that they're an Opa Corner purist, that they only like the old old song. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> Opa's got some, some bands. That's why I started with the old and ended with the old. Hey, there you go. 
All right, Opa, thank you for another great Opus Corner. And now check out this video of my mom's book that's now out, The Protocol That Kills. Did you know that a government-incentivized hospital protocol has led to the deaths of untold numbers of unsuspecting people? The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons noted, we now see government-dictated medical care at its worst in our history, since the federal government mandated these ineffective and dangerous treatments and then created financial incentives for hospitals and doctors to use only those approved and paid for approaches. The book, The Protocol That Kills, exposes the lethal regimen adopted by hospitals to maximize profits at the expense of patients' lives. This exhaustive expose provides a first-hand account of the protocol in action as it was invoked on an otherwise strong and healthy 52-year-old Rob Skiba who was diagnosed with a viral infection by the admitting hospital. Within 40 days, this valiant Army veteran who had sworn to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, had fallen at the hands of a government-incentivized domestic enemy. This over 400-page true crime story uncovers every aspect of this lethal protocol in action despite the protests of Rob Skiba and his wife. It includes disheartening text messages from Rob, who was locked away from his wife because she was forbidden to enter the hospital in the name of the protocol. Lawfully recorded detailed conversations his wife had with doctors, therapists, nurses, and hospital staff. Numerous pages extracted from the over 5,000 page hospital record that exposed the protocol that led to his tragic death. The testimony of a medical expert who provided his detailed analysis of the case. Invaluable and timely insights of a legal counsel who provides the story behind the story by providing crucial details and evidence along with over 100 citations from clinical studies, medical journals, federal regulations, and relevant books and articles that prove Rob did not die of natural causes but due to the perpetrator's insistence that he follow the mandated and inhumane protocol that kills. As Richard Bartlett, MD says, this book shares a wealth of critical insights that will greatly aid in preventing future needless losses of life. The purpose of this book is to sound an alarm of a clear and present danger, as this lethal protocol is still being used against patients in hospitals all across America and to provide you with essential insights that can help save your life or the life of someone you love. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. Get a copy today at theprotocolthatkills.com. So get yourself a copy today and the link will be in the description below if you haven't already got your copy. And uh, if you buy it on Amazon, please leave a review so it gets in the algorithm and more people are aware of it. So uh, now it's time for some mystery. So for this week's history, it's... It's going to be about the very first conspiracy theory, in my opinion, uh, of all time. Uh, and it's about this person right here. 
Helen Keller. Uh, hold on, let me turn it. There we go. Helen Keller. So before before we talk about Helen Keller, I want to give you a little backstory of why I chose this topic. So when I was a kid and I was taught in school about Helen Keller and all of her great accomplishments and all this stuff and then finding out she's deaf and blind, it just it like blew my mind. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And we watched a movie about it and I just wasn't convinced. And I, I always thought I was the only one in class and I thought that I was crazy. But as an adult, probably a couple of months ago, uh, me and my girlfriend, we were driving to Waco, Texas for that Trump rally. And my girlfriend, who, who is a teacher, I told her about my thoughts and feelings about Helen Keller. And we started playing videos like YouTube videos and watching all these things. And Owen Benjamin popped up, which we'll get to that later. But Owen Benjamin popped up and I was like, that's cool because we're about to interview him. Anyways, after you know a couple of videos, she actually agreed with me 100% as an adult. Like if you look at it as an adult, looking back to your childhood, of, of course you'd believe everything that, that your teacher taught you. And so, so I, I, like I said, I'll get back to Owen Benjamin later as one of my other clips. Okay, so here's what the official narrative is. Helen Keller was born June 27th, 1880. She was allegedly an American author disability rights advocate, political activist, and lecturer, and she was born in Alabama. Oh, and did I mention, I, I probably did, that she was deaf and blind. So for this first clip, I'm going to show you what the mainstream medium, what, what the official narrative is about Helen Keller and how dark actually it'll, it'll show it at the end. So let's play that first clip. Helen Keller's image is on the Alabama State Quarter. It's an image taken from a photograph of her reading a Braille book. And there's a motto that says, Spirit of Courage. In some sense, so, you know, you have a, a woman reading a book and that's understood to represent courage. And this is not to say that Helen Keller wasn't a courageous person, but it's kind of a safe message without any sort of controversial <laughs> overtones to it. It's like Helen Keller worked hard and she got educated and that's all we need to know. Whoa, 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 what do you mean that's all we need to know? We need to know a little bit more than that. Pretty much everyone learns about Helen Keller in school. From picture books to the movie The Miracle Worker, she is a staple in children's education. But we only learn about one aspect of a multifaceted and complicated person. The story focuses on her being six, seven years old and things happening to her. People teaching her, people giving her water. She comes across as very passive. But if you learn about her life from her own words, you realize she was an agent of change. I do not like the world as it is, so I'm trying to make it a little more as I want it. Hey, we came in 1912. She I did that voice. <laughs> people of color, disability rights matter to her. How does she know what a woman is? And how does she know what a person of color is? Race doesn't exist as somebody who can't see and can't hear. How does she know what social issues are? I just don't understand. But the dominant story doesn't focus on that. Since society only dreams her as a little girl, a lot of people subconsciously learn to infantilize disabled adults. 
Because we are so focused on Keller as a child, we often miss out on her long life of activism. One of her passions was really the rights of workers and unionists. The progressive era when she was working politically in different organizations was a period of rapid industrialization. There were these new conditions in which workers were subjected to heightened inequality and even danger and risk physically. She pointed out that a lot of times people went blind from accidents on the shop floor. Some will have their eyes torn by flying bits of steel, even though I've never personally seen nor heard it. She I saw that this last part. exploitation <laughs> of employees by industrialists, factory owners, corporations. And so she became involved with the IWW, the Industrial Workers of the World. She read Marx. She corresponded she with Eugene Debs, who was a major socialist at the time. And she helped co-found the ACLU, which we now sort of associate with freedom of speech. She had a spirit of wanting to help the collective good rather than individuals on their own. She found the American Foundation for the Blind, which was an advocacy and education organization. She spent her life from 1925 onward as a spokesperson and as a fundraiser for that cause. She was an early member of the NAACP. She condemns lynching. She condemns the racism perpetrated against African-Americans. It was not so typical to be opposed to racism in 1916 if you're a privileged white woman. It just wasn't. And she was. People would often ask her, stop talking about racism and women's rights. Just talk about the blind. She found that frustrating and continued to talk anyway. When we talk about oppression and prejudice, the disability is always sort of off to one side. But for Helen Keller, it was all of a piece. You can't advocate for disability rights if you're not also advocating for racial justice and gender equality. Critics of Helen Keller point to one notable exception in her advocacy for people with disabilities. It's about to get dark. She was once a supporter of eugenics, a now reviled school of thought that sought to improve human populations by breeding out certain traits, like, for example, certain disabilities. That's absolutely true. She did write about eugenics, and she was concerned that children with disabilities, would, who were severe disabilities, would not be able to function in society. I think it was part of that zeitgeist at the time. I think it's very easy to take history out of context. I think it's very easy to take history out of context. I think it's very easy to take history out of context. Okay, very cancel early culture. On, she moved away from that position, and I think she would herself be heartbroken to think that she did not value every life because she absolutely did. People need time to grow and learn. We need to forgive people when they acknowledge they've made mistakes. Nope. Still, Helen Keller's prominence is another reminder of how our American history often focuses on the stories of wealthy white people. Our American history often focuses on the stories of wealthy white people. I don't have a perspective, you know, on Helen Keller. She's just a, 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 another, despite, despite disabilities, privileged white person. So uh, all these great accomplishments, right? And she was deaf and blind. So that was the official narrative of Helen Keller and her story. Uh, it's funny because John Wayne, he was canceled after his death for something that he said in like uh, the 30s, 40s. And they won't cancel Helen Keller for, for that because she's a woman's hero and she's, a, she's so great. 
She she's done so much for people with disabilities. I have a disability. She's done nothing for me. So I don't care about her. But anyways, back to Helen Keller. She she could only communicate with the help of her first teacher and longtime companion, Anne Sullivan. So imagine you're deaf and blind for a second and you've only you, you've never ever seen or heard anything. You don't even know how to communicate or comprehend, I would think, right? And uh, you really don't know what's going on around you. You don't know what race is. You don't know what any of this stuff is. So this is all propaganda. This is all propaganda. So uh, all these accomplishments and stuff, I just want to play this, this next clip to show you all of her great accomplishments and some of her most great quotes that I want to share with you guys. 10 Major Achievements of Helen Keller Number 1. She was the first deaf-blind person to earn a bachelor's degree. Helen Keller made tremendous progress in learning to communicate due to the exceptional effort of her instructor, Ann Sullivan, who evolved into her governess and later her companion. World-famous speaker and author. During her life, Keller spoke on different topics and matters. The definition of speaking is the action of conveying information or expressing one's thoughts and feelings in spoken language. Woman's right, just one right, not multiple, <laughs> just one right. She fought and accomplished <laughs> one, one woman's right. As a woman and member of the Socialist Party, she actively campaigned in support of the working class, but many of her speeches focused on women's rights to vote and the impacts of war. One of the most influential people of the 20th century. Graduating cum laude. I know every single person in this picture was punching the air. Longest trip of her life, in 1955, at the age of 75, Keller embarked on her longest and most grueling trip. She went on a 40,000 mile, five month trek across Asia. She wanted to use the journey to speak, speak, <laughs> and inspire people. Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Highest result of education is tolerance. One can never <laughs> consent to creep when one feels the impulse to soar. Walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. Keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see a shadow. Never bend your head, always <laughs> hold it high. Look the world straight in the eye. Helen Keller, who was blind and deaf, flew a plane with the assistance of an air crew. Now we'll get into that last one here in this next clip, but now they expect us to believe that these quotes and you know all these accomplishments are legitimate and people bought it for so long Oprah, when you were a kid did they teach you about helen keller oh yeah and and how did they try to sell it to you just just as as the first clip showed yep did you believe it well we as a kid you're pretty naive gotta believe almost anything your teacher tells you and I think this was the first time in, in American or human history where they actually sold a fake narrative to see if people would bite, see if they would bite. They could get them on the hook. You know what I mean? And so uh, what, what are your thoughts about that, Jake? All those great accomplishments and the great. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I think it just they were trying to beautify disability i think she was pushing a lot of agendas i think with seeing how much deception is in today's world uh she's the perfect candidate for back then of pushing certain agendas and uh and being a asset of the state 
who could be controlled in what she says, thinks, and does because she's a blind, deaf woman who is somehow changing the world, right? And yeah. in you know, I don't think we can ever know a hundred percent if she was an actor or if she wasn't. But she, there's a lot of things there that really make you kind of question how, how is it that a blind deaf woman has a British accent if she oh, we'll can't get into that. hear the accent, right? Yeah. Uh, so it just makes, makes you really kind of wonder. How did she learn how to talk if she couldn't hear? Exactly. Well, that's kind of what we're about to get into. So... Um, when we had Owen Benjamin on the show, so when we were traveling to Waco, me and my girlfriend, Owen kept popping up and I was like, that's so cool because he's about to be on the show. And I thought I was the only person who ever thought this. Like, I don't know why I thought that, but I thought I was crazy. And uh, when I started watching his videos, I was like, yes, yes, I knew it. I knew I wasn't the only one. So in this next clip, I worked really hard on this because I prove everything Owen Benjamin says in that interview that we did with him. So check this out. So kind of off topic, last weekend, me and my girlfriend were traveling to go to Waco and uh, I started telling her about this this thing that I've always felt since I was a little kid and that's that Helen Keller was a fraud. And I've always thought that. And I started yeah. explaining it to her and, and then she was like, oh my God, she is a fraud. And so we yeah. started looking up videos and you popped up and I was like, oh, that's awesome. So. Tell me what you think yeah, about Helen Keller. It's literally, if you look back at it, not from the eyes of a child when you were lied to about Helen Keller, with adult eyes and you watch videos of Helen Keller, it it is literally worse than a mad TV sketch. Yeah, it is so fake. It's, And to say that some, like one, she has a British accent. So she, the, the story goes that she was uh, from Alabama and she lost her hearing and sight when she was six months old. So, but she's like, it, it is not blindness. Where the fuck did she get a British accent, you know? It is not blindness. 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 And then you just see this little grabber doing this to her hand, and she's like... Well, even tell her who you are, if she knows you, if she knows her old friend, Holly Thompson. Call that the hand tickle. Helen Keller 40 years. For nearly half of these, she's been Helen's only companion. Helen's eyes and ears upon the world. She talks with Helen by a finger system in which each letter has a sign. Like this. With the outer world. With Polly. With Anne, the part-time helper. With everyone she encounters. With her hand, she reads Anne's lips. She answers with her voice. It is an unnatural voice, and it is her great sorrow. For all our years of effort, Helen has never learned to speak clearly. This isn't strange, for since she was a baby, she has not heard a word spoken, nor seen lips forming one. And she just keeps rubbing children's faces and stuff. They had her flying an airplane. Isn't everyone flying these days? Helen knows the scene is absurd, and her mother, brother, and Anne Sullivan consider the flight hazardous. Helen Keller herself has never feared physical action. Like, they As expect child, us to believe this. To dive into the ocean with a rope about her waist tied to a stake on the shore. She has enjoyed tobogganing, dropping down steep New England slopes. And she knows, too, that if it will serve to rouse the public interest in the capabilities of the blind, almost anything okay, she can I'll do to get attention plane. will be justified. 
but the airplane ride itself, though pointless, thrills the onlookers. <coughs> Helen is in the air for half an hour and says she feels more physical freedom than ever in her life. <laughs> Only later does she learn that in this landing, she and the pilot are in genuine danger of motor failure. How did she know that? Helen's good humor is taxed much more than her courage. There will be scenes in which she dresses herself just to show the public that she can, and in which she sleeps to prove to the curious that she closes her eyes. <laughs> and if you have any uh, connection whatsoever to special needs or high needs people, uh, that isn't, like, a deaf and blind person doesn't learn anything, really. Like, not, mm. not trying to be a dick, but the, the ability to comprehend anything goes down drastically. You don't just teach someone by doing this to talk. That's, like, so there's a lot of examples of people that lose their sight and hearing at, like, 8, 10, 15. And, and it doesn't go up for them. So... At most, she had the comprehension of a six-month-old. Um, it's it's fucking retarded. They had her writing books about eugenics and socialism. Critics of Helen Keller point to one notable exception in her advocacy for people with disabilities. She was once a supporter of eugenics, and now reviled school of thought that sought to improve human populations by breeding out certain traits, like, for example, certain disabilities. That's absolutely true. She did write about eugenics. You know that? So what they do, they did the same thing with Stephen Hawking, which was a dummy for, I don't know how they did it, but that guy was not a real guy. So he had a disease that kills everyone within five years. He lived with it for 50 years and did, disproved God with a computer voice. We are each free to believe what we want. And it's my view that the simplest explanation is, there is no God, no one created the universe, and no one directs our fate. This leads me to a profound realization. There is probably no heaven, and no afterlife either. We have this one life to appreciate the grand design of the universe. And for that, I am extremely grateful. Alright, so what they do is they get a mouthpiece, like Helen Keller. You get an emotional hook in someone. Oh, she overcame so much. She's a true victim. Look at her smiling. She's like... <laughs> and then so people have this like thing where you can't criticize someone who's like grotesquely ugly or cripple. That's why I make fun of cripples and Jews and blacks and everything. Because it's a, it's a smoke screen. They use it all the time Absolutely. to hide little poison pills in society. So you have Stephen Hawking is like... And all he can do is this. And so because of that, not in, not despite of that, because of that, people listen to his thoughts about God. I'm like, his brain doesn't function. You have uh, ALS, your ne neurological system is not functional. Why? Why would you listen to anyone who's like this in a wheelchair about the nature of God? They don't know the nature of their pants. And he's like, God is... I had to leave this in here. <laughs> <laughs> that might be our thumbnail right there. Yeah, and and, and uh, Helen Keller is the same way. So someone who hasn't seen or heard anything, all she's felt is this on her on her hand, tickling pretty much on your yeah, palm. Yeah. So then they use that empathy like as a weapon. So people are like, "Oh, sucks to be Helen Keller." I'm like, "No, no, 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 put her, put her in a well," you know. <laughs> and it sounds like I'm being cold, but it's actually a defense mechanism for society because if everyone's like. Oh, so sad. And she's like, 
we need to give women the right to vote, you know, and everybody's like, yeah, and she went to Harvard. Really? Oh, dude, it's so stupid. She wrote books. She had the mind of a six. And by the way, I don't think it was real at all. I think she was like an actress from England. Oh, yeah. She had a British accent. (laughs) It's like, it's so, it's mind-blowingly stupid. She's like, it's not blindness that troubles me. (laughs) And you're like, okay, you're, so the character they did is it's like, okay, you have to like overemphasize your mouth because she must have been hot and, but she's, she's British. She's a Brit. I'm glad that you see through Helen Keller. I'm a Helen Keller denier. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder, kind of talking of Helen Keller back to the kind of the victim consciousness of our current culture. Uh, It's almost like in school, they taught us all of our heroes had these disabilities or they're uh, a racial minority group or, or they have some kind of mental issue or, or whatever. And so now today, uh, kind of the the trans community and all these people coming out claiming victimhood uh, is is like the main it's the way you rise to power in our system today and and it's kind of set up by all of our heroes we were taught to, about in school, dude that's like so funny man what if it was unintentional what if somebody was trying to do a good job and like they had like a blind nephew and they're like it's blind man you know and everybody's like oh and then people grow up and they're like competing over who's a bigger victim. That's hilarious. Like someone's yeah. like running for Senate. It's like, I just had a stroke. Hi, good night, everybody. <laughs> I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together. Where it's like, cause I'm gonna do sketches in two months. So I have to like come up with some of these. Where it's like, so you have two politicians facing off and it's like, I'm blind and I taste colors and I'm pretty sure I'm a pedophile. And the other politician's like, I chopped off my methamphetamine-fueled rage. I can't feel my feet, and I'm mentally handicapped. And everybody's like, and the other one's like, and he just starts stabbing himself in the head. And he's like, this is how I talk to God. And someone's like, and then it shows who wins. And it just got a knife in his head. He's like, he's like, I woke up this morning suicidal, so I took all my pills. And now I'm here to lead you. It starts off kind of like small. And then it's like, well, I'm a sodomite. You know, I uh, I like to guy in the ass because it calms my demons. And everyone's like, <laughs> and then it just gets to a point where they're stabbing their own eyes out. Someone cuts off their dick and they're like, I'll eat my now. My gender is cannibal. And everyone's like, <laughs> that's truly real. It's like, you got people taking DNA swabs. Like, I, I told you I was an oppressed minority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if if they want the people that we put in charge of us to be these really uh, cuck to the system types that are going to follow all these agendas, it makes sense that they've groomed us to all have victim consciousness. But I mean, you see it with the the whole like giving minority groups preference in colleges and in jobs, and and oh, we have to have every diverse group represented in our business and it's like our whole culture is based around that now and it's crazy it's in every commercial oh every single one yeah it's a- <laughs> so uh, helen keller puppet stephen hawking puppet john fetterman puppet joe biden puppet and if you guys want me to make a i'm a helen keller denier t-shirt in the shop i will 
What are your thoughts about that, Jake? <laughs> Man, watching that back uh, just reminds me how hilarious that interview was. And uh, you guys should definitely go check it out if you haven't seen it on episode 42. But, man, you're, there's something to these figures that are propped up uh, that have disabilities that the system likes to use them as mouthpieces. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Opa, do you think that Helen Keller is now a, a fraud? Well, I tell you, learning how to talk with just touching somebody's face and lips is only just a small part of speech. You have to have your tongue, your teeth, your throat, the roof of your mouth. Uh, there's no way that she could have felt all of that and spoken as well as she did. And of course, with a British accent. <laughs> so that's all I got for Helen Keller, but I do have one more clip for you guys, and it's about the AI topic. And I wanted to, to share this with you guys as another example of how easy it is to do AI and make people say stuff that they are not really saying. So check this clip out. President Donald Trump here, just saying cats are better than dogs because cats are superior. They're great. And you know who likes dogs? Sleepy Joe likes dogs. So cats are the best. Dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, then you know what? The, 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 the dogs they get the the fodder of the leers, the fodder of the leers, and they, and then they got the 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 the, the, the waggy waggy tail, and 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 that's what makes them the best. Never forget the attacks of September the 11th. Also, I want everybody to understand that I was the cause of the attacks on September 11th. Don't ever forget that I did 9/11. But in reality, it was President me. Donald Trump here just saying <laughs> cats are better than dogs because cats are superior. They're great. And you know who likes dogs? Sleepy Joe likes dogs. So cats are the best. Dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, you know what? The, the, the dogs, they get the, the fodder of the leers, the fodder of the leers. And they, and they, and they got the, 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 the waggy, waggy tail. And, 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 and that's what makes them the best. Never forget the attacks of September the 11th. Also, I want everybody to understand that I was the cause of the attacks on September 11th. Don't ever forget that. I did 9-11. Now, I, I will say that, that you do have to master wow. the, the mannerisms of how they talk to be able to sound close to them. You think it was okay? Everybody yeah, let me know in the hilarious. chat. <laughs> let me know in the comments if I did good a good job. job. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's all I got for history. I just wanted to show that example because it was kind of funny. And I, I had one about, uh, <laughs> Opa told me not to do it, but it was Barack Obama saying that he's, uh, that Michael, Michael Obama, that he was the first gay president because of Michael Obama. <laughs> so I didn't put that in there. But if you guys want me to, I'll do it next week. So oh, oh, man. that's all I got for history. I hope you guys enjoyed. Now I want to share our latest uh, and newest project with you guys. Henry Kissinger once said, who controls the food supply controls the people. The powers that be are attacking our food infrastructure right now with the intention of making us eat bugs. I won't be eating bugs and neither should you. Go to skibabeef.com and secure yourself some long-term storage beef cubes. These aren't beef crumbles. These are real cuts of beef freeze-dried for over 10 years of shelf life. Use promo code SKIBA10 at skibabeef.com for a discount.
So that's skibabeef.com. It's the highest quality cooked and freeze-dried beef cubes shipped right to your door. And uh, now if you want to prepare for the next upcoming famine like Joseph did, go to skibabeef.com. Use promo code SKIBA10 for 10% off at checkout. So check out this amazing product today. Now, uh, Jake, you got some memes for me? Yeah, we do. All right, well, meet me up. This is camouflage level anti theft. <laughs> so they have this amazing car uh, van cover that makes it look like an old rusted out vehicle. It's pretty pretty genius. Alrighty, uh, a study shows kids who are homeschooled could miss out on opportunity to be a gay communist. <laughs> Uh, how to stop stressing about tasks. Complete the tasks. <laughs> Tears, procrastination is uh, definitely a challenge to overcome. All right. Uh, here's the interracial violent crime incidents of 2018. Uh, black on white, black on Hispanic, white on black. The media zooms right in on that one. Uh, white on Hispanic. Hispanic on white, Hispanic on black. It's uh, it's pretty crazy how much uh, a small minority is blown up as this big news topic and uh, encourages so much uh, turmoil and protests and civil uh, disobedience just because people are rioting. Uh, something that the media zoomed in on. Yep. Uh, Paul to Titus tell the church to stop arguing and being a bad testimony. Their stupid questions and contentions are useless. Christianity, Christianity for the last 2,000 years. Watch me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. Uh, so there are many different uh, traditions and doctrines of men that people argue and split over, but uh, I think there are the core essentials that we can come together on and agree on. Uh, somebody told me once, uh, the things that the Bible yells and repeats and shouts we should shout but the things that the bible whispers on uh we should probably whisper on don't don't make a major out of the minor and a minor out of the majors mm -hmm. here's an interesting uh science experiment put 100 women and 10 men on a deserted island in 100 years you will have a thriving community of men women boys and girls now put 100 trans women and 10 men on a deserted island in 100 years, you'll find the skeletons of 110 men. <laughs> Follow me for more science. Wow. <laughs> All right, here we have the four cows of truth, right? You got communism. If you ha And it explains each one, explains what you have with each different system. Communism, you have two cows, you take care of them, and the government takes the milk. For socialism, you have two cows, and the government takes them and sells you the milk. In democracy, you have two cows, and your neighbor decides what you do with them. Uh, in true capitalism, you have two cows, and they are all yours. Hmm. That was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, friend, OMG, that's so mean. I can't say that. Me. Give me that phone. <laughs> I can. Give me that phone. Give me the phone. <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. Uh, fun fact. Wind chimes are made from the metallic bones of robots that tried to overthrow us. Hang them outside your house as a warning to the others. <laughs> That's pretty good. If you belong in this bathroom and you follow my daughter or wife into this bathroom, you're going to need this bathroom. <laughs> I've seen that one before. That's a good one. Opa submitted some for us. Uh, limit two per family. And these are accordions <laughs> on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Matilda Crawford, anesthesiologist, 1894. And she's carrying a giant sledgehammer. <laughs> let's uh let's make sure you don't fill any of this. Bonk. All right. Uh here's a, a oh, crazy cool. like I, I think this is this has gotta be AI generated, huh? Opa, what, what is this here? That's the future uh R V. Oh the I, future R V. I wish. That's cool. It's a multi story R V. Wow, a traveling tower is what it is. That's cool. All right. Uh, just realized the last day of 2023 will be 12, 31, 23. Or 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3. <laughs> All right. Uh, I told a joke on a Zoom meeting, but nobody laughed. Turns out I'm not remotely funny. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. And uh, here's Darth Vader playing uh, as a busker on the street, and his sign says, Need money for a new Death Star. <laughs> Sweet. That's pretty cool. All right, that's all for this week, Jeremiah. All right, man. Well, thank you for another great current news and the memes. And Opa, thank you for another great Opus Corner. I hope you guys enjoyed my history segment of Helen Keller. And we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys for coming on this journey with us every week as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Subscribe and stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas, 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcasts on your favorite podcast platform.